Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Friday, February 14th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Merton, and I'll be taking you guys through the latest in the world of mixed martial arts. It's the Valentine's Day special edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast, although it's a bittersweet day for me because uh, one year ago today, my grandmother passed away, and she meant a lot to me, so it's a very, very tough day for me personally. But I did uh, manage to get away for a few days and uh, head down to Buffalo just uh, with the uh, with the girlfriend just to hang out here, and I went to the hockey game last night. It was great. Saw the Sabres play the Blue Jackets. Awesome game went to overtime uh sabers won four three just an awesome game haven't been to that arena before ufc has been there before they went uh there a few years ago for dc versus rumble the rematch if i'm not mistaken and uh yeah really nice arena a little smaller than the one we have in toronto but uh definitely a nice nice place to watch a hockey game i'm sure it'd be a nice place to watch a fight so next time ufc comes here i'm, I'm down man i'd love to come back and uh, check that out so nice to get away for a few days uh from the city and uh, just hang out uh down here so let's get into today's show so i got a few things to talk about today just a, a few fights and a few pieces of news but i want to start with uh the fight announcement actually usually i i get to that at the end of the show but i'm gonna start with this one now fabricio verdum is making his return to the ufc at ufc 250 and he's taking on alexia lenik in a battle of two of the greatest heavyweight mma grapplers of all time two of the greatest grapplers regardless of weight class this is an awesome fight love this matchup both guys were calling each other out a little while ago when it was evident fabricio was going to be returning soon Fabricio obviously hasn't fought in a few years. Uh, he was suspended for PEDs. He asked for his release in the UFC. The UFC did not grant him his release. He is 42 years old now, so he's a little bit older, obviously. Um, of course, Alenik is old himself, so the age kind of uh, negates each other. But as far as Verdun goes, has not fought since March 2018 when he was knocked out by Alexander Volkov. Before that, had a really nice run in the UFC. Overall, he has a 9-3 and three record in the UFC, including wins over Cain Velasquez, Mark Hunt, Walt Harris, Big Nog, Travis Brown, Roy Nelson, some really good wins for sure. Like the guy is definitely a, a solid heavyweight. Of course, he's most most known for his win over Fedor in Strike Force back in 2010. It's been 10 years almost since that fight. I remember that one very, very well. Also has uh, some really big wins in the past over guys like Overeem as well. So this guy has been around forever, fought the best of the best, has some really big wins. Two years away, though, will take its toll. The, without PEDs, I don't know what to expect from this guy. Hard to say. Um, I'd like to think he's still going to be a great fighter. I mean, he really was one of the best heavyweights and arguably one of the more underrated heavyweights. But the PED thing really, I think, took away some of the luster of him beating Cain Velasquez and winning the title a few years back. In this fight, he'll be taking on Lexi Olenek, who is obviously one of the greatest grapplers himself. And he's also 42. So both guys are 42, like I mentioned. Olenek's coming off a nice win over Maurice Green. He looked great in that fight, submitted him. Also has wins over Mark Hunt and Junior Albini in the UFC. Victor Pasta, Jake Jarrett Rochelle, lots of performance in the night bonuses. He's a guy that either finishes you or he gets finished himself. So this is an interesting fight. Both guys have incredible jiu-jitsu. So if it goes to the ground, it's hard to say who has the advantage. I I guess I'd slightly lean towards Olenek just a little tiny bit. I mean, it's very hard to say that, but he does have more submission wins. He has a little bit more experience as far as MMA fights go. So I guess I'd have to lean towards him a little bit on the ground, but striking wise for doom, I think you have to lean towards him. Even though he's been knocked out a few times, he has proven he has more knockout power. In my opinion, tough fight to call guys. It's in Brazil. So that, Probably does give Fabrizio a little bit more of an advantage here, but uh, Linux a very capable fighter. So great fight. Love this matchup. I do sl slightly, slightly side towards Fabrizio. It's very close, but I think fighting in Brazil will help him out just a little bit. But yeah, this is at UFC 250. Of course, that's the Henry Cejudo and Jose Aldo card. So that card's rapidly approaching in May. 
Uh, don't know if I'll be in Brazil this May. I went last May for UFC, uh, the Andrade Nemanunas 1 card, which was awesome. I'm not sure if I'll go this time around, but uh, yeah, it's nice that they go every May. It's pretty much like a, a yearly thing at this point. And I should mention that Fabricio Verdum has fought uh, as recently as May 2016 in Brazil, and that's when he got knocked out by Stipe Miocic and lost his heavyweight title in kind of an upset. I mean, he didn't fight that well that night. He kind of rushed forward, got caught by Stipe, but now we know how good Stipe is. And as far as Alina goes, he has fought in Brazil as well in May 2018 when he submitted Junior Albini, who, by the way, was cut from the UFC this week. So interesting fight, slightly towards Fabricio, but very, very close fight, interesting fight. I'll get to some news now, and then there's one other fight else I'll get to at the end. Uh, Jared Cannonier, Jared Till has been scrapped from UFC 248. This this fight's not going to happen, guys, so I'm, it's very unfortunate. I think it could still happen at another card. Maybe London, I doubt it. Don't see that happening at this point. I mean, London looks pretty set. I think this would be a better co-main event for that card than I think. I think it's Mike Grundy. I can't remember who he's fighting, but yeah, I think that's the co-main event. This would obviously be a better co-main event, but quite frankly, this should be a five-round fight for a title shot probably. I know Paul Acosta's out there. Obviously, he's been hurt, though, in my opinion. So, or he is hurt. Uh, so, in my opinion, you know, these guys, maybe if they get a win here against each other, they could possibly jump Costa. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, I think this fight should be for five rounds. Unfortunately, it won't be taking place at UFC 248, though. Too many fights in that card. Just not enough time for that to get done. So, it's unfortunate. Till has visa issues. We know about that. Canier, I believe, will still be weighing in for that card just in case there is an injury or weight-cutting issue to either Adesanya or to Romero. With Romero missing weight numerous times in the past for title fights, it's a good thing that he's going to be the uh, backup, I guess, for that card. But, yeah, it does suck. This fight's not happening, guys. I would have loved to see it, but it's just not going to happen. Henry Cejudo called out Alexander Volkanovsky. He says he's gotten in for the third belt. He posted a really funny picture on his uh, Twitter of him and his girlfriend saying, like, he's, like, pointing in the sky saying, like, that's where I'm going to find my next belt or something. And Volkanovsky responded saying, like, don't, you know, make Valentine Day promises that you can't keep. It's kind of funny stuff. They're going back and forth. Honestly, it's kind of an interesting fight. I mean, they're both, like, not big dudes. Like, Cejudo obviously uh, was a big flyweight, but Bantamweight's kind of, like, average size. Featherweight, he'd be small. But, you know, Volkanovsky, like, Stature-wise, I don't think he's the biggest featherweight, but he gets it done, right? He's just a great fighter. I would obviously figure Volkanovski he's the bigger guy, you know, but this would be an interesting fight. Of course, Cejudo has so many challengers at 135, though. I think he should focus on that. Just focus on getting back in cage. And to be quite honest, like, the fact that he kind of hand-chose Aldo when there was so many other guys out there, like Peter Yawn and, and Aljamain Sterling, guys that are well more deserving of, than, of the title shot than Jose Aldo, who's coming off back-to-back -back losses. Those are the kind of guys he should be fighting right now. So for me, like, there's so many opponents he still has at 135 before he can even start talking about a fight with Volkanovski. Although, as an MMA fan, I'm always interested in super fights. And to be honest, this is an interesting fight if it ever does happen. Got a comment from Kishiro Ryodoju. Question, how good is Verdun with all the extra juice squeezing? I, I said the same thing a few minutes ago. People are definitely going to be suspecting him of uh, not being the same guy he once was. And, you know, quite frankly, I mean, that's his fault. Like, he got caught and... I know that he's, you know, denied what he, whatever he got tested positive for, but, uh, you know, two years, and that, that says a lot. And Trenbolone was the, uh, the, the, um, the substance and he did get his suspension, uh, reduced because of substa substantial assistance, AKA snitching. But you know what? A lot of people are, don't like when guys snitch to me. It's like, whatever. I mean, Hey, you know, if they're all using, they might as well just, you know, try to get, a lower suspension if they can i mean it's it's their own career right so i know people say you know, stop snitching and all this stuff but you know if you're if you're using like i mean john jones i, I think has helped you saw it as well 
Other question, can you tell me what kind of microphone you use so I can order one from Amazon for my live streams? I'm using the, the one that comes with the, uh, the laptop right now. I'm, I'm not at home, so I'm just using – I'm not on the road right now, man, so I'm just using whatever's here. If it sounds good, I hope it does. That's what it is, just the built-in one. But if it doesn't sound good, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just on the road right now. I can't bring a standard mic, although I've heard that uh, you know Blue Yeti's really good. Samson mics are good. There's a lot of different mics, but you know, maybe ask James Lynch. He's more of the, the uh, technical guy than I am. For me, it's like – I. The one I have at home uh, on my iMac, I think is really good. This one I think is okay, but it is what it is. I'm on the road. Like I said, I can't really bring something else. Um, getting back to the news here, Corey Anderson, he's uh, fighting, of course, Jan Blachowicz tomorrow. He says John Jones is beatable. He thinks he's the guy to beat him, which is kind of laughable in my opinion. Corey Anderson is – he's not a bad fighter. Obviously, he's a good fighter. He's got a good record, 10-4 and four in the UFC. Good wrestling, great cardio. Um, but he's a very flawed fighter. He's been knocked out a bunch of times. Um, and he's never fought someone like John Jones. You know, I know John Jones has looked beatable. He's right about that. John Jones has looked human, but I don't think Corey Anderson is the guy to beat him. I think Reyes would be. Santos, I think, could be, although I'm not sure back after those injuries how good he's going to be. Corey Anderson, I don't think it gives John Jones much of a problem, to be honest with you. I, I, I think John Jones, you know, he's not really known for knocking guys out. I think he could knock Corey Anderson out. I really do. I know Corey's improved his striking defense, and he is a better fighter than he used to be, like, when he was getting knocked out all the time by guys like Volante and OSP and stuff, but I still think he gets KO'd probably if he fights John Jones. I just don't see that chin holding up against an elite guy. And to be honest with you, I am picking Corey Anderson tomorrow to win the decision because I think the wrestling and the cardio will be the deciding factor. I'm not going to be surprised at all if Jan picks up a knockout win because honestly, Corey's chin has been touched a lot of times. Jan's got good takedown defense. He's got good knockout power. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Jan wins that fight. And I would not bet on Corey Anderson. Kids hero. Sounds really good for building Mac. Thanks, man. Yeah, like I said, I'm on the road right now, so using whatever's on the Mac. I think Mac, I really like Mac products personally. I like their computers. I like their built-in mics. So for me, it's you know it's always worked pretty well. And your other question, Corey Anderson, to be fair, is a gatekeeper. You can only beat John Jones with two one. Yeah, if it's Corey Anderson and Jan Blachowicz against John Jones, that, that could be a fair fight, right? You know, you know, I don't want to talk smack about Corey. I mean, the guy's honestly grinded his way to nearly a title shot. I mean, you got to respect that. That win over Johnny Walker is really impressive to me, guys. Like, uh, I met Johnny last year in Rio. We had dinner. Awesome guy. I was all in, honestly. After he got all those quick knockout wins and in the UFC, I was like, man, this after he knocked out Misha, I was like, man, this guy is legit. He got cocky. He got knocked out. He's training at uh, TriStar now. So he'll be fighting Krylov. I think he wins that fight. I think he'll bounce back. I think Johnny Walker is a guy that potentially could give John Jones some issues because he is long. He's got knockout power. But again, defense guys and that's the difference you know while this week was spent with other uh, analysts talking about john jones his defense is so good it's really good and that's the difference between john jones and all these other guys he can make the adjustments and he can he can evade strikes and stuff like that as well so a lot of these guys like Corey anderson Corey's head movement's not great he's been ko a bunch of times again john jones not known for his ko power i think he possibly could not coach uh cory anderson if they fight i don't i don't see Corey having a chance against john jones I and mean, it could be wrong maybe Corey's the guy to beat john jones i'd be shocked but you know, good for him. Hey, listen, the guy's trying to keep his name out there. I get it. If he if he beats Jan tomorrow in impressive fashion, I think he needs to. By the way, if he just wins a decision, which I do believe it's going to happen, if he just holds up Jan down for five rounds, no one will want to watch John Jones fight him. People are going to ask for the Reyes rematch. But if Corey Anderson goes out there and knocks out Jan Blachowicz or takes him down and then beats him up on the ground or submits him, I think there's a chance he could get the title shot. We'll see what happens tomorrow, guys. Honestly, it's it's very hard to say until then. All right, one other fight announcement here. UFC Lincoln, Roosevelt Roberts against Matt Frevola. And Roosevelt actually called out Matt Frevola a few years ago. Finally gets the fight he wants. Roosevelt Roberts overall in the UFC is 3-1, uh, and one, coming off a nice win over Alexander Yakovlev, 
Also has wins over Thomas Gifford and Daryl Horcher and a loss to Vince Pichel. Pretty solid fighter. The loss to Pichel disappointed me, but bounced back nicely in the last fight. Frevel is a guy that's really surprised me in the UFC. I did not expect much from him coming into the octagon. And he's so far 2-1-1 one, and one in the UFC. Back-to-back wins over Luis Pena and Jalen Turner. A draw against Landon Venata and a knockout loss to Polo Reyes. Two guys from the Contender Series, of course. Interesting fight, close fight. I don't know. Like, I, There's something about Frevola that I like, though. I think this guy is pretty good. But Roosevelt Roberts, of course, matches up really well. Definitely a, kind of a coin flip fight, if you ask me. I really have no idea who would win this fight, guys. So uh, real, really no lean, if, I guess, gun to head. I, lean towards Frevola. I've been pretty impressed with his wrestling, I guess. But very close fight. And honestly, I, I don't hold me to that one because i got to look at the odds when they come out in uh, April outside UFC Lincoln. Just looking at some more news here. Kamaru Usman seems like he wants the Conor McGregor fight. He says he likes red panty night himself. Who doesn't? Everyone likes a red panty night, especially on Valentine's Day, right? You know, uh, Kamaru is a businessman too. He wants to make some money. So I can see this fight happening in the future. But of course, he's going to fight Masvidal. After that fight, though, I mean, it's anyone's guess what's going to happen. It's very possible Conor could get a title shot at 170, although UFC wants him at 155. Really no idea what's going to happen there. Um, I'd like to see Conor get a fight book soon, though. I know that they're probably going to – it's stupid, right? They're going to probably have him wait until – to see what happens in April or at least see if there's an injury. I think maybe that's what they're trying to see. But I'd like to see him take a fight in the meantime. And, and you know what? Book him against Gaethje or, or Diaz or whatever. And if that if if uh, Tony or Herbie gets hurt, throw him in there and then book one of those guys against someone else. That's what I would do. But, you know, it's up to the UFC what they want to do. Uh, I think that's about it. I'm just looking at the news. That's that, There wasn't a lot out there. Um Tomorrow night, of course, UFC Rio Rancho. Myself and Cole Sheldon, we did the podcast on Tuesday. Go back and check that out. Gave all our picks for the card. Picked a couple dogs. Should be a pretty good card. Um, that's the only fight card this weekend. Next weekend, we have UFC Auckland, and we got a Bellator card and a Kombachi card, so it's some good stuff coming up. And then next month is another crazy month, guys. There's a lot of fights, as well as the uh, UFC Flyweight title being up for grabs at the end of this month. So a lot of fight cards coming up. Really no rest for the wicked, but that's the way we all like it here. And I think that's going to be it for today's show, guys. So once again, thanks for tuning in. Kinshira, I really appreciate the questions. Actually, I forgot. I have one other question here in an email from Kevin Scott. i got to answer that. forgot, Kevin. Sorry, man. I remember it the last second, though, so I got it. Let's pull this out here. Kevin's uh, really good at sending emails to me. And here's a question from Kevin. Where's Rumble? Here's what he says. Where is Rumble Johnson? Any updates on his whereabouts? We'd love to see him fight Jones at light heavyweight if Jones is serious about moving up or a top contender at 205 if he has been able to trim down. There has been some speculation Rumble Johnson could come back. At first, there was speculation to be at heavyweight, but now I've seen Ali Abdelaziz saying if Rumble comes back, it might be at 205, which is really interesting. I'll be honest, guys. Rumble versus Jones is a fight I'd love to see. It's a fight I'd love to see for a long time. Rumble's a guy that can knock out John Jones, and John Jones looks like he could be caught. The problem with Rumble is he, uh, I love Rumble, don't get me wrong, great fighter, incredible knockout power. I mean, it's maybe the most pure knockout power at heavyweight, or light heavyweight, I should say. He is known for being a quitter. He's known for being a guy that can kind of uh, break mentally and, and get finished, especially on the ground. He's been submitted five times, twice against DC. I remember the Vior fight, Josh Koscheck, Rich Clemente. Like, he's a guy that can break, but when he is the front runner, he is very, very hard to, to beat. Like, look at the Clark Sherwin, 13 seconds. Ryan Bader, a minute and 26 seconds. He has some incredible wins. Gustafson, two minutes and 15 seconds. Like, Little Nog, 44 seconds. Like, this guy has incredible KO power. I'd obviously favor John Jones. I'd favor against anyone. But Rumble is a guy that could actually knock him out. And, and honestly, if Rumble comes back, I think he'd make 205 very interesting, even, even more so than it is right now. I think 205 is more interesting than it has been in a long time. 
I think heavyweight's a good spot for him too, though. I mean, heavyweight, Rumble versus Stipe is a very interesting fight, guys. So, uh, yeah, I'd love to see Rumble come back. Um, guy's a great fighter. I mean, really is. He is incredible knockout power. But, again, the, the ground game leaves something to be desired. But uh, as far as knockout power, his last five wins were knockouts, and they were a performance of the night-winning knockouts. So the guy has fantastic knockout power. Kevin, thanks for the question. That's going to be it for today's show, guys. Again, follow me on Twitter at MMAdamMartin Podcast, and my home is MMAOddsBreaker.com, and you can also check me out at BJPen.com and MMARatings.net. Guys, have a great weekend. Enjoy UFC Rio Ranch, and I'll be back Monday recapping the card. Have a great one. Bye.